Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. To another edition of the Lynn Sandy Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get to the podcast, please don't be afraid to subscribe and, uh, you know, rate us a five-star review. I mean, shoot, if you think I'm sexy, give us Shut a Shut up. No. Shut no, up. No, if you, enough. If you, think, if, you think, if you think that we've got the content that, that you like no. and you've got what you need, you know, please don't be afraid to take a five-star. If, uh, if, if you're, you know, thinking to yourself, man, uh, I, I have incredibly good-looking co-hosts. Give him a five star. Shoot, give him a five star. We have That's plenty. Right. We have we have plenty of we have plenty of ways to uh, to get this out in a roll for you. Uh, we're excited about this podcast. We're excited about what we're doing at the Running Hook. We have plenty of things coming, and uh, just sit back and enjoy the podcast. That leads us into uh, this particular episode, where you know the Suns and the Bucks are playing. The Bucks are up three to two. Uh, Zach is probably sitting there thinking, "Where's my money?" Bryce is sitting there saying, we're going to get seven games and I'm not concerned. That's the mindsets they're always into. Zach's going to drink to get himself out of this. So let's just ask him what he thinks. Zach, you you are, the, the Bucks are up three to two. Okay. They're up three to two on your sons, the, the team that you have been gambling this entire playoffs on. How are you overall? What are your overall feelings of this series? Well, let me just say to... Anybody thinking about placing a bet? Anybody thinking about getting into the realm of sports betting? Here's what I would say. Don't fucking do it. (laughs) Don't do it. Because I don't get any joy out of these games anymore. I don't get any joy out of these games. As many of you know, if you listen, if you're a dedicated listener, I've even said it on my pod. I bet on the Suns to win the title. At 12 to 1 odds. Number one, because I thought it was plausible. And number two, because they were 12 to 1. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. When they're up 2 0, yeah. you're feeling good. You're feeling nice. When they're down 3 2, not so much. So that's all I would say. If you're thinking about betting on game six, save your money. That's all I would say. My thoughts on this series, in all seriousness, uh-huh. excellent. Excellent. I think uh, our founder said it oh, was the shit. best since 2016. Oh, oh, that's not where I thought you were going. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't really shit on him because his team his team won the two games last week. So I can't, yeah, that's I can't really yeah. shit on him. But oh. as much as I'd like to, I can't. But... You know, it's a hell of a series. I mean, 2016, for those who don't know or don't remember, it was Golden State, Cleveland, round two. Cleveland came back from three to one to beat it or to beat the Warriors. So I'm inclined to agree as I consider myself an NBA historian. I know bullshit facts about the NBA. That uh, it's, true. it's true. It's true. Sporkle. Sporkle quizzes. Sporkle Wikipedia. Uh, basketball reference, whatever the fuck, anything I can get my hands on. But I'm inclined to agree with Alex. That's the best since 2016. I thought 2019 was pretty good. Um, Would have been better if Durant didn't get hurt. But 
um, you know, 2018 sucked, uh, 2017 sucked. Um, so I'm inclined to agree with him. Best since 2016. It's a hell of a series. Uh, I'm not sure how it's doing ratings wise, but I imagine pretty good. So I, I, I love the series. It's not going my way, but I love it. As a fan of the game, I love it. And Bryce, and Bryce, what are your thoughts? I mean, because here's the thing, like when we sit here and we talk about the, the teams in this overall series, right? We're not talking about gigantic big market teams. We're not talking about teams that, that have a LeBron James level uh, star. You know, I mean, Giannis and Booker, sure, are they're great players, but they're not on the same popularity as a LeBron, okay? But, you know, we're still seeing... And it's interesting because, like you said, the ratings may not be the same. I haven't looked at them off the top of my head. But, like, I mean, there's still some star-studded crowds coming out, right? I mean, let's not mistake it. It seems like it's still getting some popular vibes here. It seems like the finals are still the finals. So how, how are we feeling, Bryce, about what we've been seeing? What do you like? What do you dislike? What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I, I'm sure the ratings aren't great just because they're two, you know, smaller market teams. and Which you is know, bullshit. It is. Shout out Small Market King, Devin Voss. Got to mention him on here when we talk about small markets. Um, I mean, but this series has been awesome. What You know, whoever you're rooting for, if you, or if you don't have a rooting interest, the games have been awesome. There's been one blowout this entire series in five games. Milwaukee, game three, won by 20. Mm. Every other game has been 10 points or less. Mm. Or Sorry, sorry, wow. 13 points or less. Sorry, let, wow. let me correct myself. And the level of basketball that we've seen from individual players has been outstanding. I mean, Chris Paul put on a show, game one, has really disappeared since. Uh, Giannis goes back-to-back 40-point games in game two and three. And then we get Devin Booker in losing efforts back-to-back 40-point games in game four and game five. The level of basketball that we're seeing, the level of greatness that we're seeing in this series is, I mean, unlike, you know, anything else that we've seen in terms of, of it's not just one or two guys that's putting on a show, right? We see Chris Middleton uh, yeah. close the show in some of these games. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Ayton, who struggled, still still averaging a, a monster double-double in this series. Uh, Drew Holiday, um, he's had his moments throughout this series, defensively and offensively. Just the level of play that we've seen has just been absolutely incredible. Now, would I like to see Phoenix, you know, pull it, pull themselves together and make this a series again? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I dislike about the series. But overall, I don't see how you can complain too much about this series. It's been great play uh, on, on both sides of the coin for the series. Yeah. I, I mean, look, when, when we're getting, when we're getting the type of games that we're getting, the type of competitive action that we're getting, I mean, this is what you want, right? I mean, there's nothing, nothing about it uh, that, uh, you know, hasn't been entertaining in my personal opinion. You know, we're seeing guys rise up to the challenge. We're seeing, you know, teams that I necessarily just didn't like, look like I, the way that I saw this series coming out, like I thought it'd be competitive, but I just didn't expect these level of games. Like it's, it's a very, it's, it's (laughs) It's really fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to see how this team's playing. Um, 
I mean, because look, let's let's talk Milwaukee first, okay? Milwaukee, in my personal opinion, is Giannis. Giannis has been the best player I've seen in the finals in the last five years. This this is in terms of his overall play oh, and what he's God. been able to bring to the table in he this particular finals. I'm telling you, I the just last the way five he's played finals? in this finals. Last five finals. Last five finals. You give me 2016 and I can live with that. Okay, but I'm seeing individual player, the way they played in each game. Kawhi 2019? I'm KD? Oh, yeah, what about KD that first year? That first... Very good, but if Milwaukee wins this series, I just don't see how you can't put somebody that's that's coming out and averaging like 30 or 40, that's raising his overall level of greatness each game where he's going to be put on an insane uh, pantheon in the sense of Giannis is going to be a player that has his stock significantly upgraded if he wins the title, you guys, because he didn't back down. He didn't back down. He's in Milwaukee. And everybody's been told, everybody's been told, hey, you can't win in a small market. Hey, you can't, you can't do this in such a rooted organization like the Bucks. And what's he doing, you guys? He's yeah. one game away from winning the NBA Finals. And I understand that there's plenty of names you can throw in this conversation. But the fact is that when you have a player of that level who's ascending, by the way, I genuinely believe this is his best stretch of basketball. Okay, he's 26. He has he could be better than this later on. I but would like, agree with that. Seriously, like this this is this is ridiculous. I would agree and with it's that. about and you know it's about freaking time that we sit here and and and, and shut up with all the bogus of oh hey, uh well we always need to expect Giannis to be better. Why don't those people shut up? Because Giannis is putting up Giannis is putting up massive numbers. And if they win this series, he's been unbelievable. And I think he's got a legitimate argument that he could be the best player in the finals I've seen in the last five years. Critique me all you want. And uh, Bryce, start off with start off first. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you really want the pushback, Caleb, and it's something that you do have to acknowledge. If Brooklyn was healthy, I'm just saying. I don't know that the Bucks are in this position. I'm just saying. Look, no, Bryce, we've acknowledged this. They're, the Bucks aren't in this position if the Nets are healthy, but they are. And you know what? I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Bryce, but wow, you're you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong because you said the Bucks had no chance. You said they had no chance to they win the title. Didn't. They didn't have a chance if everyone was healthy. And you I'm know three, that's two the in truth. the finals. You're still saying they don't have a chance. No. That's not what I'm saying at all. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. They did not have the chance to come out of the East if the Brooklyn Nets were healthy. That is a fact. It's not fiction. Yeah, you do need to let it go. It's not fiction. You need to let this go. You need to let this just let it go, Bryce. I told you I'm letting it go, but you got, but you're, but Caleb asked for criticism. Here's my criticism. Okay. They wouldn't be in this position if Brooklyn was healthy. I'm just saying. Now, now that we can put that to the side. No, I, I'm not going to criticize. I'm not going to criticize the Bucks. You know, it, it looked really rough for the first two games. I think you know, Bud had his. He was trying his normal stuff, and it just wasn't working. He figured out Giannis needs to play at the five. He needs to play around the rim, 
it's not his game to play on the outside and, and play through him. You, you can't do that. They figured it out. They also got Drew Holiday to, to, to play better and get out of this offensive slump that he was in uh, throughout the playoffs. And then Chris Middleton, uh, the, the turning point for Chris Middleton had to be last year's series against Miami when he went off in that one game, right? Huh. And, and now he's showing up again and closing the show in a lot of in lot in a lot of instances. And I, I trust Chris Middleton more than I do Giannis at the end of a game. That's where that I'm I agree with. Game. That I agree That's with. Where I'm at with, with, with this team. Yeah. And, and people are people are you know are crapping on uh, Stephen A. Smith said this morning, you know, or, or CJ, I, I believe CJ McCollum tweeted it out and it was talked about on first take, but CJ McCollum asked how many first place votes would, would Chris Middleton get for finals MVP because he's been closing the show. Now I do I Giannis hundred percent deserves the MVP. He's averaging 32 and 13 and six assists. Those are incredible numbers, but I could see where the case can be made for a Chris Middleton. Okay. The precedent has already been set for, uh, for a random finals MVP. Let's think about Andre Iguodala a few years ago where it was his defense that won him the finals MVP. Let's different reasoning for that one, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm not saying it's the same reasoning, but I'm saying it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird situation. It's not the best player, but it's Chris Middleton. Who's closed the deal on some of these games. He's hit free throws. He's hit shots. He's done everything that he needs to do to, to help his team win. Which by the way, that Andre Godala, Finals MVP. That aged really bad. That might be the worst. That ever. aged really poor. That might be the worst one ever. But who knows? Maybe we're doing a book of basketball, you know, later <laughs> on in our careers. And all right, what's aged the worst? Yeah, Andre Guadalupe's Finals MVP. <laughs> Sorry, or or a c- unwarranted comedy wrinkle. You know. I, yeah. Right. Hey, yeah. Andre Guadalupe wins the MVP. <laughs> so I. I Hey, look, all props to the Bucks. I don't think this series is over by any means. I know it looks really grim. Milwaukee's won three straight, but I, I think I think the Suns are gonna come out to play. I'm I'm not I'm not, I'm not gonna reveal who, who I think is gonna win yet, but uh I think it's gonna be a fun game. Fun game six. Oh, and, and Zach, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Oh, please do. So when you when you're when we're talking about the Suns, okay. Every time we watch their games, here, here's what's always said. Well, uh, we're built for this. We're built for this. We're built to come back from this. Uh, we're built to get over this hump. We're built for this. We're built for this. We're built for this. Well, Zach, this is the first time they've been down all playoffs. That's right. This is the first time they've been down all playoffs, good sir. So uh, with mentality, you're smoking. You gotta give right now, okay? You're 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 one game away from the NBA Finals, you know. If you're the Bucks and you're two away, and so my question for you is: Are we gonna see this mentality? Are we gonna see this level of of urgency, of fortitude from this Phoenix team? I mean, because here's the thing: you can lose, you can lose and fight. But the way that this team talks about their level of mentality, the level of mentality, in my opinion, is they got to win. Yeah. Yeah, it's 
I mean, look, they're going to show up. I'd be shocked if they got blown out tomorrow night. Uh, we're recording this on a Monday. Game Game six is on Tuesday night. So I'd be shocked if they got blown out tomorrow night. But, uh, I mean, do you want me to pick now? Do you want me to give me my pick? I mean, I think everybody knows. I mean, you can. Pick. You can. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be... I'd be the biggest hypocrite on the network to not pick the Suns, so I'm sticking with Suns. Suns and seven. <laughs> I'm not going to back down. I'm sticking with Suns and seven. Um, but, listen, I still think they have the best coach. I don't think – I mean, Bud's made some adjustments, right? He definitely has. He definitely has. Um, with the rotation, you know, cutting it down. Jeff Teague, only 11 minutes average for the series. Great to see. Uh, Bobby Portis's minutes are up, but it's just, it's just, it's just tough, man. This is the first time since the 06 finals that a team has gone up 2 0 and blown the next three games, and that was Heat Mavericks in 2006. Now, what a, a lot of controversy around that series, you know, refs and stuff, but. The refs haven't played a part in this series like I thought they would. Um, maybe because it's two smaller market teams, even though Phoenix is a big fucking city and shouldn't be considered a small market. But Sarva the refs, did that. Sarva did that, yeah, the cheapskate. But, the, I mean, spending. how about this? Spending-wise, small market teams in this finals. So the league probably doesn't really care who wins. So the refs... I mean, anybody who listens to the show knows I'm a big conspiracy theorist when it comes when it comes to the league. Yes, and you are. And I don't think the league cares who wins this series. I think they just want it. I think they just want the ratings to be respectable, and they can move on to the next season, which will be the first full season since yeah. 1819. So, like I said, it's been a great series. Uh, as as for the finals MVP, come on. Come on, it's 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 Giannis. I mean, it's great. I mean, everybody likes to compare Giannis to Shaq, and to some degree, I I see where they're coming from. I just still think Shaq was the more dominant player. I think he's the most dominant physical player to ever play in the NBA. But Giannis is on that level sometimes. At least he looks like it. I agree. But even those Lakers teams had a closer. It wasn't Shaq. No. But everybody knew Shaq was the best player. Same thing here. You know, I'm not saying Middleton's Kobe because he's not, but he's the closer. Yeah. He's the Kobe to Giannis's Shaq, if that was. No, makes sense. You know, neither of them are on that level of those guys, but similar yeah. dynamics. So uh, this would be massive for the league if the Bucks won because – for a couple of reasons. Number one, you get a quote unquote small market team winning the title, which hasn't happened since what? Toronto? If, even if you want to count Toronto. If you want to Cleveland, count. Cleveland? Probably Cleveland. But they're kind of a special case because they have Dallas the stuff. Right. You think Dallas is? San Antonio? San Antonio. But yeah. even then, they have the institutional yeah. stuff. So nobody really sees them as a small market. I don't know. Maybe you'd have to go back to like the Bucks in 1971. It's going to go back that far. But even then Jeez. they had Kareem. Holy cow. Even then they had Kareem. So I don't know. You'd have to go back pretty far is all I'm saying. So 
my point is, yeah, there's history on the line. Not just because the Suns might become the first team in 15 years to blow a 2-0 lead in the finals, but yeah, this would be massive for the league. Like I said, because a small market team wins, quote unquote, yeah. small market, and I think this will encourage players who are, you know, Giannis's generation ish to stay with their teams, like Luca, for instance. I agree. Uh, Trey Young, um, guys like that. Devin Booker, we're already seeing it. So, you know, I think it's I think it would be great if either of these teams won. I, I 100% agree. I don't think uh, there's a bad result in play here. I think we're talking about good things for the league. I think you're really looking at house money. You know, we're talking about next generation type of teams, superstars that are next generational uh, in the sense of they're not in the LeBron generation they're a little bit past that and a little bit further than that. So I, I agree with you, Zach. I think there's nothing wrong. And I think Giannis has easily been uh, that dude. And uh, I know I, I, I hope he gets finals MVP because he's been terrific. Uh, and, and that kind of leads me into a teammate question of his, Bryce, and a guy that I, you know, I feel like we've all kind of said, you know, look, he needs to be better. Okay. Drew Holiday needs to be better. Um, man, did he answer the bell? In that game, in that game five or what? I mean, he just came out the door. He just came out swinging, making great defensive plays, Yay. making smart decisions. His playmaking was incredible. The pass to Giannis was completely nuts. I I thought it was there, but it's like one of those plays you just rarely see at the end. Um, I mean, this is why you paid him, right? This is why you paid him. This is why you traded for him. This is why you did what you did to get him, Bryce. How did you think of, of what he could bring? And, and, and do you think that this stretch that he gave us in game five is what we're going to see moving forward in six and potentially seven? Well, I think for the for the Bucks to win the title, yeah, he, he has to keep it up. Um, because Otherwise, Devin Booker and Chris Paul are, are going to tear him up. Um, but I think we're going to continue to see it. I think Drew Holiday is locked into this series. And I mean, it obviously shows. I mean, we kind of we kind of scoffed at the at the trade they made uh, for Drew Holiday. We're like, dude, you just you gave up so much for a guy who, yes, he's an all star. Uh, but I mean, is he the guy that's going to take you to the promised land? And and here we are talking about uh, one game away from a title for for the Milwaukee Bucks and Drew Holiday being a part uh, a vital part of this team. Um, man, Game Five, he was just he was outstanding on both sides of the court. I mean, that key strip of Booker at the end, uh, which I mean, yeah. I. I had no reason to doubt that Devin Booker was going to sink whatever shot he took at that moment in time. And then to make the pass to Giannis uh, as the defining finals moment uh, if the Bucks win this series. I think that's going to be the play that everyone remembers the Bucks title by, if we're being completely honest. Um, but, I mean, Drew, he's averaging 18, six rebounds, and nine assists. I mean, that's exactly what you want from a true point guard. And not only that, I mean, what you don't see on the stat sheet is his – his defense, which is what he's been known for for most of his career. I think he's made all defensive teams. I can't remember how many times, um, but I mean, he's made them 
let's see. Uh, I should have it over. He's three-time all-defensive player. Um, to make it three times is incredible in and of itself. So, yeah, I think this is exactly what Milwaukee was expecting. And he has been that missing piece for the Milwaukee Bucks. And I hope he continues his play this way. If he doesn't, I think Milwaukee will lose this series. And, and you know, Zach, you know, to you on this as well. I mean, Drew, Drew's been locking down defensively. He's been giving, you know, great level of leadership, gutsy play all the way around. I mean, how did you just see his overall performance in the last two games since we've done the pod? And, and then do you think that, you know, with a player like him and how much picks they gave up, heck of a lot, um, you know, I, like I'm, I just, I think like it last game's why you traded for way. him, right? No, no, that's a good point. But like, like this is why you did it, right? I mean, this is, that's that yeah. game, that stop, that pass. Um, exactly I mean, that's a star, you, you know? I even think if they don't win, the trade is still worth it because you're not in the finals with Eric Bledsoe. No, no, you're absolutely not. No way. No way. I would even say you don't sweep Miami if you have Eric Bledsoe. I I know, Bryce, you called that, and rightfully so, shit on me for picking Miami. God, it seems fucking... Ah, yes, good times. Yeah. Hey, it's still comfy over here if you'd like to come take a nap sometime. That's Zach. great. Enjoy your Miami. The, the bed is open for you. Or your Miami pillow, I should say. But Oh, it's so glorious. The impact he's had. Forget the offensive stuff, just the defensive stuff. He's been unbelievable. And people are like, Chris Paul's sucking. Why is he sucking? I'll tell you why. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you why. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, and I, I hate to keep bringing Drew Bledsoe or not Drew Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe uh, into this, but Eric, Eric Bledsoe's not doing this. Eric B from New Orleans. Eric B from NOLA is not doing this. Unfortunately, I don't have a mailbag tonight, but Eric Bledsoe is not doing what Drew Holiday's doing. So even if they don't win, it makes it worth it. And if they win, fuck yeah. And, you know, there's probably going to be those people yeah. who are like, well, Brooklyn got hurt. Uh, Atlanta wasn't ready. It should have been Phil. Shut up. Just shut up. Okay? Just shut up. Yeah. Because every champion, Let it go. you can go yeah. through the history of the NBA. Some get more luck than others. Yeah. But every champion has some luck along the way. Every single yeah. one. Every one of them. So in every terms of, of his impact, yeah, you can't measure it. You can't measure it. Bryce, it's time to call this the big three. No, I told you if they win the finals, I will do it. Okay, well, they might tomorrow. No, 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 hold up. Why aren't you calling them a big three? Because I'm just not buying it yet. They built the team around these three dudes. Are you kidding me? They're on the precipice of winning a championship. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. How many big threes are there in the NBA? Right now. Rank them. No, I'm not ranking them. (laughs) (laughs) How many are there? One. 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 Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Yeah. Brooklyn? Yeah. In Bryce's defense, I'll say this. 
we've gone away from the big three culture that Miami started. Or actually, it's been Boston a big two started. culture recently. Actually, Boston started it. Yeah, Boston did. Um, yeah, we're going back to the big two and a really solid three. But I think which I love, which I love, by the way, it's good for the league. I mean, we have a lot of big twos. You don't think I, Draymond Clay Steph was no. a big three? No. No. Okay. I, I, no, I don't. I don't buy that. Now I think KD Steph and Clay was a big three. Tim, Tony, and Manu. Well, it, it was a it was it was ahead of its time, and we really didn't consider it that way. But I guess you could say that. I don't know. See, I would almost put Drew, Chris, and Giannis as, as comparable to to the to the Spurs, quote unquote, big three. Slow down. Yeah, I'm just. What? I, I don't. I I don't know. I that's uh, kind of how I see it. No, I, I don't. I, I just no, no. I just no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not follow. So what? So what? So I don't follow. What? So you're telling me that they just need to win a championship and you'll lock them in? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I've okay. said that. I okay. said that on okay. Shotty Sanity. I said that with I Zach. So that that's I what you. I've he committed did. to. He did. He okay. Did. I respect that. Okay. I respect that. All right. I mean, because look, when you when you look at this Bucks team, I, I, there's just the way I see Drew right now. He's just killing it. Um, you know, Conton's resurrected himself from three and hey you guys need to eat it on Connaughton. eat it no because we were yeah baby right nah. we were proven right he just you know he nah. stepped 50 percent from three stepped up. he stepped up 50 percent he stepped up great he stepped up, he stepped up. He stepped up. look the way i see it you know i think it's gonna be a competitive series for them um you know, I think it's a shame they got to play Jeff Teague, but you know, it is what it is. They uh, they got to, you know, they're starting to get some legit minutes from players that I didn't expect. Lopez being an example. Um, Bobby Portis, I like Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis is playing. Bobby Portis should have been playing. Bobby Portis should never have been just inactive for them at times. I think he's a good player. Um, it, it's it's a very it, it was a good overall win in game five when you look at it from that perspective and, and I'll see what happens in game six, but let's talk Suns and Bryce. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you, I'll let you have it here first. And, and, and I feel like, I mean, Booker's been awesome, right? I mean, there's not a lot um, to necessarily talk there that we haven't said man went for 40 points. Um, here's the stat to me that is extremely telling about the Suns right now, Bryce. And I don't think you're going to disagree with me, okay? Mm. Devin Booker said no assists in the fourth quarter in the NBA Finals. Mm. And it seems like when the Suns are trying to generate late-game offense, mm-hmm. they're not running their plays. It seems as if we're seeing a lot of two-man action. You know, I think, to be honest with you, DeAndre Ayton had 20 and 10 on 45 minutes of play. Okay, that's great. But I just think to a certain extent, Bryce, I just think this team has tendencies to avoid doing what they do best, moving the ball. And for Devin Booker to not have a single assist in the fourth quarter of the NBA Finals, it's just it's just not good. You just It's not good. You, you shouldn't have that. You're too good of a player. I think, Paul, um, you have to figure out some ways to make the offense move late when it matters. 
you know, where do you think, where do you, how do you think about that? Um, and, and overall, just what are you seeing from Paul and, and Booker and, and these guys? Well, I mean, a lot of it is hinged on on Chris Paul and that defense that Drew Holiday is slapping on him. You know, I think I think you really got to find a way to get Chris Paul in rhythm and in the game and engaged. Uh, his turnover number, he's had a total of 18 turnovers uh, th- this series. Uh, if you divide that up, that's over three turnovers a game um, in, in each game. So. Yeah. It's very unlike Chris Paul, but that defense is really bothering him. I think you gotta you gotta throw more screens and get him on switches and things like that to really get him going. I mean, Booker Booker is he's come alive the past two games. You know, we we kind of after yeah. you know the first few games we were like, all right, you know, Booker Booker needs to really get going. Well, he's got going, but to no avail. You know, they've they've end up in in losses when he's gone for forty back to back. So. I think it really has to be a team effort for Phoenix if they want to overcome this game deficit and win the title. Uh, Not that the role players have been playing bad because they really haven't been, you know, Jay Crowder has been solid. He's, he's shooting 47% from three Mikhail Bridges shooting 45% from three Um, campaign. hasn't really been giving you what you've been getting all playoffs. It hasn't been awful though. I don't think he hurts you. Um, and then Tory no. Craig, um, I think he deserves more minutes as well, but I understand the guys who are playing in front of him totally get it. Um, not to mention Cam Johnson is having a really good series too. He yes, shoots he 47% from three. So you have guys that are knocking down shots. You just have to get them the ball. You have to get them in the correct places. And, and that really falls on, on Chris Paul and Devin Booker, the, you know, the runners of those offense, you're not running the offense through anyone else other than those, those two guys. Period. Yep. Period. I, I agree. I agree. And look, I I think, you know, Zach, I know you've been, you've been liking the Suns obviously because you put money on them, but at the same, at the same time, like I, I also, I also think that you share some of the sentiment, right? Certain extent you, you know, you always like seeing a little more Aiton and involved. You always want to see this team move the basketball. So, what do you think of the way they're handling it in late games? I mean, to be honest with you, um, in late games, it's like I just – because they're not moving the ball, it just doesn't seem like they, they have even – it just doesn't seem like they have the chance. Well, um, you know, I was thinking about this. I was actually thinking about that exact thing not too sure. long ago. It was because, you know, you said earlier in the pod, Caleb, this is the first time the Suns have been down. In a series, right or not? No, they were down against yes, the this, Lakers. This, this, uh, I believe it's. I believe this is the uh, first time they've been down. Yes. Okay, I thought they were but down. I don't against believe the they were. Uh, I could check. I don't. Were they down they two to one? I can look. I can look. I but just continue remember. your point. You can continue your point. Continue. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I was thinking like the Suns. You know, they swept Denver. They the Clippers were a problem, but they took care of them. And it's like, you look at the games they won, not even looking at any stats or box scores, just off the off my uh, memory. They usually had the game, like, wrapped up in the last few minutes. Yeah. They didn't really need a... I mean, there were a couple times against the Lakers they needed a big bucket, but other than that, they had the game... The game was decided. 
especially against Denver and especially in their wins against the Clippers, the biggest yeah. bucket that they've had that I can remember was the alley-oop to Aiden against the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they really haven't had to draw up a lot of plays where the game was on the line. You know, game five was a different story. They they needed it, and they couldn't do it. It was on the defensive side, but still. So, you know, in these playoffs, they haven't been in a ton of like, all right, guys, we need, need a bucket or we're going to lose. I agree. So I agree. Just like eye test stuff, you know, they haven't been in a lot of those must-score situations other than, of course, the alley-oop date. And so, I don't know. They have the closers. Like, I would consider Devin Booker a, a closer. I would consider Chris Paul a closer to a lesser degree. But sure. he's been, you know, he's been bad the last couple of games. So, I'm still taking the Suns in seven. Like I said, just because be you pick Suns in six, I pick Suns in seven. Well, yeah, but I have to Suck modify it. my pick now since we're going to game six. In fair enough. Game. Fair yeah. enough. So I'm still riding with the Suns for a few reasons, but to answer your question, Caleb, they just haven't been in this situation too much, too often. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I look the the way that I see it. I just, here's, here's the thing, man. Like the guys are consistently performing. Um, Jay Crowder is, is still shooting at a good level. Uh, Cam Johnson is shooting at a high level. Um, Mikhail Bridges did miss a single three in game five. Um, you know, it, it does seem like there's something good going. I just, but to be honest with you, I look, you got a pass in the fourth quarter. Okay, I should not. There is no excuse in the book as to how Devin Booker has zero assists in the fourth quarter at a NBA Finals. That's bad. There there really is no excuse for it. Like you have the ball in your hands and, you know, I'm not trying to be that guy, but like, dude, like a couple off seasons ago, you were telling Joe Kim Noah, I don't need double teams. And bro, you got double teamed and you couldn't make a play out of it. Like you tell me, <laughs> like, dude, like you, nice. like, like you, like, I mean, it's, there's a certain level of play. There's a certain level of thinking that you have to bring. Like I look, I'm, I'm not trying to say anything bad about Booker. He's been amazing. I'm just saying like, like if you're getting double team, pass the ball. If you're getting trapped, pass the ball. It's, it's pass the ball. Because you got good shooters, you got good players, you got guys that are are ready for the moment. They're ready for the moment. They've been ready for the moment all series. They had the biggest first round series in Lord knows how long. They won. They come out and they beat a tough Denver team. Don't give me the crap that Jamal Murray wasn't healthy. That's a tough Denver team and well coached. And Zach and I will talk about Denver all day. Of course, Clippers. You will. Clippers are a team that. You know, with all said and done, like they got some guys, like they got some players and they got some guys who have been through the war in the thick of it. And Suns come out of it. Those guys have been against tough, tough, high level teams. No reason the Suns guys can't do it a little more. No reason Booker can't make more passes in the fourth quarter. There's no reason for it. I mean, it's something I think that he's got to figure out more um, over time is, is that at some point you can be the great scorer. Um, 
but sometimes you can be an even greater scorer by making a little more passing, you know, a little more passes. It's just a fact. Okay. And I, I just, I think, I think that he can do that. And, and look, I, the way that I see this series to me is if Booker doesn't answer the problems of passing in the fourth quarter, they're not winning. They're not winning. I don't think it, it, Dave, he's got to answer the bell with the pat. He's got to answer the bell passing wise. And here, here's the thing for me, right? It's like, when we look at this series, I mean, I just, I'll be honest, you guys, like this might be the best chance the Suns have to win the championship. It's going to be really hard for a team to rely on Chris Paul. Be like, tag, you're it. Give us this level of play. Like, give us this level again. Like, that's hard. Like, this is a very, this, this, this opportunity has to be seized now. Monty Williams needs to tell us guys to seize the opportunity now. And that kind of leads me into my next question is, what else are you looking for in this series if you are the Suns, Zach? What are, you, what are you seeing? What are you trying to get? What are you, what are you wanting Monty to give more of? It, because I think, I think if they're going to win the series, something has to change significantly. It, it, can't, it can't just be like a couple minor details. No, it can't. And we kind of talked about some of it last week, you know, getting Aiton involved more in offense. Um, but another thing just has to be, like, Mikael Bridges only had, you know, I mean, some nights he's the third best player. Right. Some nights. And there's been more games than not this series where he hasn't been. I mean, he's only averaging what? What is he averaging for this series? Let's see. He's averaging 13 and 3.8 rebounds. Now, I would expect more rebounds. Me personally. I I agree with that. I agree with that. He's been rebounding the the hell out of the ball. Yeah, yeah. He's been really good. All playoffs. Now, I know some of that is Giannis, and some of that is just P.J. Tucker being a hound around the rim. But I'd expect more. I think the big thing, I mean, we talked about it last week, is just Aiden. Getting Aiden involved more. Yeah. I he should be eating Lopez, and for whatever reason, he hasn't been. So that's yeah. that would be the thing for me if I was I Monty Williams. Him. Yeah, I just – Look, I mean, Bryce. We've we've talked him up on this podcast. We've we've talked about the impact that DeAndre has given in this playoffs. Okay, he definitely gave you a good 2010 game in Game Five. You know, do you think that he can deliver that again? And you know, look, I, I think he has to be. Um, I'm trying to think of how how I can say this in the right way because he's not. Here's the thing, Giannis is going to be the best. Maybe this is the best way to go about. It. Giannis is the best front court player in the series. That's not close. I think every one of us oh, would agree. Oh no, fuck no, it's not. Close. So, so he's the best. But what I want DeAndre Eaton to be is the guy who is the most active. I don't care. I don't necessarily care that DeAndre Eaton goes for 30 and 15. Mm. I'm looking for just high level motor, high level activity. It just to an extent, 
seems like there's moments where it's not there. And that's been a problem since going to college, being honest. Mm-hmm. Like that's a problem. You go back to college, you can look at stuff and that's been a problem. And the other factor for me, Bryce is, I just don't think he uses his size. He puts the ball down way too much on offensive rebounds, offensive putbacks. He does not keep the ball up high and take advantage of his height. And all you're doing is letting the Bucks players recover back to you. And then your size just gets diminished at that point, right? Because I'm bringing the ball down to my chest and guys are six foot so they can get to it. So how are you looking to, to really get things going here if you're eight? And I think it doesn't have to be the 30-15. It really doesn't. I just think he needs to be the most active, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, show us that rebounding that you've been, that you've been doing all series long, you know, especially if they're not going to have a a guy like Lopez in at the time. Um, Yeah, man, I don't need you to score 30 points, but I do need you to be, to, to finish layups. I need you to, to put back uh, or clean up the garbage when you get offensive rebounds. I mean, to your yes. point, Caleb, yeah, he does bring the ball down and then it becomes a tie up and it's a jump ball or it's something else. Yes. And as a big guy, you got to learn from that. You got to go right. straight back up with the ball. I mean, you are a seven footer. You should be able yeah. to go back, back up with that ball. No problem. I so, I mean, what I'm really looking for is I'm just looking for him to learn. I don't think he needs to do anything different. I think he just needs to learn from his mistakes and, and, just be better. I mean, I, if Chris Paul gets going, that's going to help DeAndre Ayton. But I think Ayton is fine by himself if he just he just cleans up his act just a little bit. I, I mean, he's got twelve offensive rebounds this this entire series. Um, no one has more. Well, no, I take that back. Giannis has twenty offensive rebounds. I feel like those numbers are uh, construed just a little bit, but um, but I mean, twelve offensive rebounds. So he's getting them. It's how often are you finishing on those? Yeah. So I think it, and I think that's the difference in some of these games. Like I said, I that all games other than game three have been decided by 13 points or less. It's telling. There are opportunities. There are second chance points to be had. Yeah. You just have to make them. So I'm just looking for Aiden, Aiden yeah. to just learn, just learn, man, just learn, take it all in stride and adjust and come I out and, and come out with a fire in game six. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's very well said price. I, I mean, the thing, the thing for him is like, I mean, sure. Lopez has been solid for them. All right. Let's not mistake mm-hmm. that. But like mm-hmm. at the same time, I mean, we know what, what Aiton can do and, and uh, we know that his level of dominance can really flip the series. Um, I mean, if he is just the most active guy in the series, it flips the series. And I just, I think, I think that is such a crucial, crucial thing for Monty to be able to get into DeAndre, especially for game six and for DeAndre to understand himself is, I mean, we just get caught up so much in the numbers, right? We just get caught up in it so much, especially like, oh, a guy gets 30 and 15. That's how you can tell they're good. That does not define how good of a player you are. Okay. Especially if I'm just looking for one game, if I'm looking for one game, which is what I'm thinking if I'm the Suns. I'm not trying to think about game seven when I'm not even through right. yet. You got, yeah, you got to I just want him to be six. the most active guy for one game. That's all I'm asking. Absolutely. Do it for one game. And Zach, I mean, here, you know, do you have any thoughts here on Aiden and his level of activity? Well, I mean, it needs to be higher. I'm not going to lie. 
needs to be <laughs> needs to be higher, especially on the offensive end. You know, Bryce mentioned the offensive rebounds, which you know, for the most part, has been good. Yep. Uh, and he was in the foul trouble the one game. I forget which game it was. Um, two, two or three. I believe so. Yes. So he's adjusted to that. Uh, we've seen the sound bites with him and Monty Williams. You know, they vibe really well. Monty knows. Yeah. how he reacts, how he adjusts to things. Mm-hmm. So that's been good. But if they're going to win, you know, if they're going to have to win this in seven now. So if they're going to win this in seven, he's going to have to just be like, I got to play the two best games of my I, life. I agree. For us to bring this home. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's got to be the guy. I know I talked about Mikhail Bridges earlier, but. No, it, it has to be DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan has to be. I would say he has to be the second best guy for game six and seven yeah. for the Suns. He has to be their second best player if they're going to win. That's, that's not, I, I don't think that's crazy at all. I mean, look, I think they've got to be able to get that type of play from him. Um, this is a young team that's been built on the mentality of, all right, we're going to get through it. We're going to win. We're going to get through it. We're going to build over this obstacle. Well, this is the biggest obstacle you can get. Uh, so we'll see if it all works out. We'll see if his guys listen. Should be a great series, no doubt. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see what next week's pods will look like. Uh, that'll all depend on uh, if the Phoenix Suns uh, get to game seven uh, from there. Uh, we'll figure out and adjust on how the pods are looking. Uh, but at this point, uh, you know, this we this might be our, our last one. We don't know. Uh, that's that's kind of the fun of it. Um, and, and it should be a, a terrific time to be able to watch this game, kind of see what we're looking for and and just how, how we need to go back. Because here's the other thing, right? Uh, in a game like this, and really in a series like this, both teams are so highly competitive. It's possible we could just get the best game in the series tomorrow. You know, tomorrow, okay, Bucks could win, but still could be good enough for a pod. Okay, we just, we just, we we really don't know anything. Uh, we don't know. All I know is I'll, I'll be in tune. Uh, we'll be able to quickly uh, get this underway for you guys. And and look, you know, we'll have terrific content coming out. Uh, you know, and there's there's no question about that. The Power Hour continues to deliver content on the NBA. Uh, they're they're delivering NBA Finals talk. Please check that out. Uh, Circle City Cinema uh, just keeps killing it. Uh, yeah, Loki baby. done, uh, and uh, it, it's over. Uh, so they've got plenty of pods for that. If you just are like late to the game and you're like, hey, I, I you know I want to look through these episodes and maybe listen to some commentary along the way. Uh, nothing better than the Loki coverage that we have at the Running Hook Podcast Network. Uh, we got you know plenty of pods with facts and stats. Uh, we're looking at trying to figure out what to do in, in terms of triple option, but we'll keep you posted. And uh, without further ado, it should be uh, a terrific, let's face it, should be a terrific game six. Hopefully we'll get uh, some more basketball, but we'll see. And uh, Zach, Bryce, thank you for joining the Linsanity. Always a pleasure.